Welcome to the Coffee with Kathy podcast. Take a moment to subscribe and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also check out all of our books, merch, and future podcasts at coffeewithkathy.com. Now grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to be encouraged. Here's your host, Pastor Kathy Heitschu. Hey, all my friends. What's up? Coffee with Kathy. Look, coffee is always a good idea. So is sharing the broadcast, which I'm about to do right now because I didn't have time to do it in the beginning. So wait for it. This is easy, y'all. Come on. I'll share it to my page. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Hey, my friend Kathy. Good morning. And Joy and Melissa and Pastor Ross. Good morning, everybody. Don't worry, I'm going to get with it. We're talking about spiritual blocks to your healing. And we're on part four. We're probably going to have like, a, I don't even know how many. We're going to have a lot. Probably like 16 parts. <laughs> okay, sharing. Here we go. Share it right now, everybody. Be a sharer. Tell us where you're watching from. Hashtag, uh, or give us a cool emoji. If you're in Florida, you could give us a palm tree emoji. If you're in the north, you could give us a mountain emoji or some snow. I wish we had snow. Sweet Jesus, we need snow so bad. Bye. She says, nah-uh. Yes, we do. Oh, okay. I think I shared it. I think it's working now. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee with Kathy. Listen, is this June 10th? Yes, you can quote 645 scriptures and still not know the one who wrote the Bible. Ain't that true? Don't you get tired of reading people that on social media that post scripture, but you know they ain't even living that scripture they posted themselves. They're trying to be fake holy. Hashtag fake. <laughs> Welcome all y'all. Uh, you must have a relationship with him. You have to have a relationship with God. You can't just know scripture. You've got to actually have a relationship. Protect that relationship above all else. And it comes from 1 Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is hashtag love. You know the greatest is love. Amen. We need to practice more love. And wait for everybody to get online. I don't know where y'all all at, but you know, you need to learn to be on time, people. Come on. It's 10.03. It's Coffee with Kathy, 10 o'clock every Thursday. It's not rocket science. I'm going to drink more coffee because obviously I ain't had enough. Do you have coffee, Sarah? Wow, amen. Okay, see, we're all on the program here. We got our coffee. We know what we're doing. 33, Spiritual Blocks to Healing, Part 4. Remember, um, number one, we talked about unforgiveness. Number two was lack of knowledge. You don't know God. You don't have a knowledge of God. That'll block your healing. Number three, no relationship with God. That'll block your healing. Number four, personal sins and generational sins. We covered those um, last week, so go watch last Thursday. Number five, no faith in God. You don't have faith in Him, right? You know Him. You have a relationship with Him, but you don't have any faith. Come on. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, all my friends. Where is everybody? Who we, who we missing? Uh, where's my sister been lately? I mean, you bring her, you put her on a coffee with Kathy one time and then done. She don't ever watch again. And it was like the, one of the highest um, viewing viewership we had was when Carrie was on the line and Carrie ain't even. Yes, Kathy, I enjoyed my vacation. Uh, it wasn't really a vacation because we took children. 
and you had to hang out in a water park with children that weren't your own, and you can't like spank them or nothing. So it was okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, where is Carrie? Somebody hunt her down right now. Everybody tag Carrie in this thing right now, and that way say at Carrie Fisher so we can find where she went missing because she used to be on here all the time and she's not here no more. So number five was faith in God, and we finished up number six as well last Thursday, the need to see a miracle. And we gave you lots of scripture while some people don't believe or don't have faith uh, for their healing because they believe they need to see a miracle first, and then they'll get their faith up and their expectation up for their healing and for their miracle. And number seven, we're going to try to get seven, eight, nine, ten. We'll see how I do on time. But... Um, Number seven, yes, Kathy, the next one. I'm going to Branson next month. Amen. No children allowed. I think Branson is for old people, but I mean, my husband is old, so I'm going to take him. And my sister, she's surely old. But uh, so I'll just be probably the youngest person in Branson, but that's okay. I can, I can handle it. I've never been to Branson before that I know of. Maybe I drove through one time, but I'm going to hang with all the old people in Branson. So, oh, Justin's on the line. Never mind, we can start. Okay, number seven, Justin's on the line, so here we go. Looking for signs and wonders. One spiritual block to your healing could be number seven, which is you're looking for a sign and a wonder. Now, hang with me. This is the seventh block from, uh, uh, to your healing from God by looking for signs and wonders. Because, see, people are chasing signs and wonders and not chasing the Word of God. They're not actually chasing God. So that's why this is number seven. And I believe in signs and wonders. Don't get me wrong, but I don't go chasing signs and wonders, right? And I hope you don't either. The Bible says signs and wonders follow the believer. So signs and wonders are behind me. They're following me, right? So then there's a difference between chasing after a sign and a wonder and having signs and wonders follow you. So the issue is just a matter of perspective, right? We got to seek God and seek his word. I'm not seeking after the sign. I'm not seeking after the wonder. I'm just seeking after God and, um, and his word. Um, and not the, that's the foundation for my belief. That's the foundation for my faith is seeking after God, not seeking after a sign and a wonder. I read this, disease is a fruit of the separation from God in some area of your life. This has been back Adam and Eve. Disease has come in from a separation between us and God. The key is faith in God and his word on the basis of relationship, not on the basis of signs and manifestations. And here's the scripture for it. Welcome, everybody. I'm glad you're on the line. Thank you so much for sharing the broadcast and be sure to tag all your haters. <laughs> Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some people are looking for a sign instead of hearing the word of God, instead of reading and getting in the word of God. John 4, 46 says, Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. This is Jesus. And there was a certain royal official who, whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son. His son was close to death. You remember this story, verse 48. Unless, this is Jesus, 
Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told them, you will never believe. See, some people are chasing after a sign and a wonder. And Jesus had to rebuke them. Good morning, Barb. From California, you could put a palm tree emoji for sure. But anybody in California has got it going on. You're pretty smart to live in California because it's hot all the time there. Uh, Matthew 12, 38 is another scripture about an evil and adulterous generation that was looking for a sign. 38, then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. And Jesus answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign. I don't be doing that. I am not wicked. I'm not asking for a sign. But none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. So the issue is that we are not seeking something like healing first from God. We're supposed to be seeking God and then the healing will come, right? Disease is a fruit of the separation. So remember that, number seven. Disease, sickness, illness is a fruit. It's a manifestation of some kind of separation that's going on. Started with Adam and Eve. Amen. They didn't have sickness and disease. They didn't have any of that kind of stuff until they ate of the fruit. Number eight, expect God to heal on one's own term. This is so true. I pray for so many people, y'all. I'm serious. This is a good one. The eighth block to healing can be found in 2 Kings because some people expect God to heal them on their terms. Not on God's term and God's timing, but on their terms and their timing. They tell God exactly what he's going to do, when he's going to do it, how he's going to do it, and they expect him to do it on the terms that they've set forth. So here's the proof of it. 2 Kings 5, turn there in your Bible. Oh, my favorite kid is on the line. Mikey! Woo! Michael's on the line. 2 Kings 5 tells the story of Naaman who had leprosy. This was a real important individual, y'all. Pay attention. Naaman was the captain of the host of the king of Syria. He was a great and honorable man, y'all. He was valued by his master. And he had leprosy. He came a long way, y'all, great distance, it said, to find this man of God that he had heard could heal him or fix him or get it right. I mean, I never had leprosy before. I figure it'd be something kind of like shingles or whatever. I don't know. But it's bad. That leprosy was bad. So here's the kicker of the story is when Elisha did not go to meet him at all. <laughs> he sent his servant. Watch this. I mean, this takes care of idolatry, doesn't it? Because you got to be careful that you don't make spiritual leaders this icon, this idol in your life. So Elisha sent a servant. So, you, you know, you got to be careful that you don't make pastors you know, the people that rule over you, this pedestal, put them on this pedestal and put them up on this uh, great thing because I'm not greater than you. I'm a pastor, but I'm still sheep. God's no respecter of persons. He doesn't love me more than he loves you. I don't have more of an edge with God than you have with God. Acts 10, 34, he's no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he will do for another. But hey, I'm definitely going to get judged with a double judgment one day and you won't. <laughs> Scripture also says I'll get a double honor, but I'll wait and see about that when it comes. But 1 Timothy 5.17 says, Let the elders, let your pastors, let them rule, those that rule well, be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So yes, I'm going to get a double judgment, but I'm going to get a double honor too. 
It is the double judgment that concerns me. <laughs> so I got to be always on point, right? James 3, 1, not many of you should become teachers. You know, some were sent and some got a microphone and went. And that's the problem we have with a lot of people today. They just buy a microphone and off they go, but God ain't called them. You're going to get a double judgment. You got to be careful. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. So be careful about grabbing that microphone, taking a whole bunch of people with you. <sighs> I don't know why I even talk to people because they ain't even on the line. But I got to stand before God one day in an area that you don't have to. So it's on me to do the rebuke. It's on me to teach. It's on me to help you not jump off into something God ain't called you to jump off into. I got to give an account on how I conduct myself and the things I teach. I'd account for every Coffee with Kathy. I will have to account for. That's five years of weekly Coffee with Kathy. That's like one, 250 of them already that I'm going to have to give an account for. Things that I teach and the way I teach. My boss is listening. He's watching everything I do. My boss is listening to everything I say. That's why I got to be on point. My, you don't like that microphone, Justin. That's the truth. I've never seen anybody more scared of a microphone in my life. Hey, Jim, I'm glad you and Mary are watching. Good morning, everybody. So, I got to stand before God. 2 Kings 5, this is a good story. Elisha sent a messenger to him. He didn't even go himself. So see, the preacher ain't always got to go. The pastor doesn't have to go. I have people I send. If you're in the hospital, if something happens, if you need a visit, I send people. You don't have to go yourself. Some of you pastors need to calm down. You're trying to do everything. But God didn't design it that way. Elisha sent a messenger to say, go wash seven times in the Jordan River. And your flesh will be restored. You will be healed. You will be cleansed. He sent a messenger to tell Naaman. Guess what happened to Naaman? Look at verse 11. But Naaman went away angry, stomped off angry, turned around, went pouting, did not go. And he said, I thought he would surely come out himself. I mean, he's the pastor. He's the man of God. I thought he would surely come out himself and heal me. But he sent the servant to tell him what to do. And he's like, yeah, it's a no for me. See, not everybody wants to be healed. Some people are getting a check. They are not watching the coffee with Kathy. They're getting a check from the government. So they're going to stay sick and diseased and broke, busted, disgusted. But that's for another Bible study. Because here's Naaman in pride. That is 100% pride when you feel like the pastor should come. Pride. The pastor should do ABCD. Pride. That's pride. So he said, um, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the spot and cure my leprosy. He just had this magic kind of thing and poof, I was going to be healed of leprosy. I thought it was going to be that. Are not Abana and Farfar, the rivers, these are some river names, y'all, so be glad y'all didn't have to try to do that. Abana and Farfar. The rivers of Damascus, better than all the rivers of Israel. See, he wanted to go to his own river. He wanted to do things in his own way. He wanted God to do things in his way on his terms. Well, I just want to go down to this clean river. It's close anyway. You ever been like that? But Lord, I just want to do this. You know, when the doctor tells you you need to exercise and you're like, nah, bro, that ain't for me. 
So to cure this sickness or disease, you need to exercise. And you're like, no, I want it on my terms. I want to just be done. Just pray for me and I'm, I'm good. No, no, it's not going to be on your terms. And then he said, couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? And he turned and went off in a rage. Y'all, he's so mad that the servant says, go dip in the Jordan River and you'll be healed. Nope, not happening. That water's nasty. Probably got crocodiles. Probably got alligators. I know we have alligators and crocodiles in every single body of water. And I don't care if it's Illinois or not. I'm telling y'all, your swimming pool is full of them. Your bathtub might be. <laughs> Just saying. I do not like alligators or crocodiles, just so y'all know. So Naaman figured out how it was going to be, but what did Elijah tell the messenger to say? Go down to the river and wash seven times. And he like, bro, that ain't happening. You don't know who you're talking to. You obviously don't know who I am. He got mad and rage and anger, y'all. Got mad. I want you to come out here, Elijah. I want you to call on your God. Heal my leprosy and off I go. Strike your hand down and some miracle's going to come and I'm going to go home and I'm going to rejoice. Well, Carrie, I would give you this shirt if you would get on Coffee with Kathy like you're supposed to at 10 a.m. But whatever. So our subject is this. By the way, Carrie, did you get your package I sent you in the mail? So our subject is this. Sometimes... We expect God to heal us on our own terms. We want to go down to the far, far river. We don't want to go to the Jordan. Right? And you think Naaman had a spiritual problem? Absolutely he had a spiritual problem. You know what the spiritual root of that problem is? Pride. And that is really the spiritual root of so many sickness and disease-ridden people is pride. I'm going to the far, far river. I'm not going to the Jordan. Yes, thank you. You're welcome, Carrie. All right? So he turned away. He went out in a rage. And you know what the next spiritual problem was? Because he turned around and, and went out. He has bitterness now. He's got a root of bitterness. He's got resentment. He's got anger. He's got unforgiveness and rage. And now he's got all these spiritual roots taking place in him. And, and that's such a great place to start receiving from God. Amen? No. Oh, me. It's not. 2 Kings 5.13. Naaman's servants went to him. Now, now all of his servants have come to him and said, you know, my father, listen, boss, boss, listen. If the prophet had told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? What if he didn't tell you to go dip in that nasty Jordan River? But what if he made you do something great? Wouldn't you have done that? How much more then when he tells you wash and be cleansed? Naaman, wake up, drink more coffee, smarten up. I'm just saying. So, I mean, for crying out loud, his servants had more wisdom than he did. This is true. My face looks a little fat today. I need some kind of special highlighter. I'm thick, man. I got like that thick double chin going on. I need some highlighter. So, y'all can, you can message me. Some kind of, yeah, I need some of that. But so his servants, I didn't lose my place. His servants were more wise. They had more wisdom than he did. Because guess what? Verse 14, he went down. He dipped himself seven times in that nasty crocodile, dirty, infested Jordan River. 
According to the saying of the man of God and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child and he was clean. See, stop trying to do it on your own terms. Stop trying to research it on WebMD and do it yourself and, and think, okay, God, this is what's going to happen. No, just do it God's way. Sometimes we expect God to heal us on our own terms and that's number eight. We got to quit that junk. In case you're joining us late, Number seven was looking for signs and wonders. Instead of letting signs and wonders follow you, you run all around trying to find one. Number eight, expect God to heal on one's own terms. You're trying to get him to do it your way. But listen, Naaman, stop it. That ain't happening. Number nine, we got time. Oh, yes, we got time. I'll do number nine. We might have time for number ten. Number nine, looking to man rather than God. The ninth block to healing is looking to man. We're going to be in Jeremiah 17 and verse 5. Because I want to say something to you very carefully. Listen. Hashtag listen in the comments. All y'all. Because I know all y'all watching and ain't commenting. Don't be scared to comment. Uh, but listen, I'm not against doctors and I'm not against psychiatrists and psychologists and physicians. And I'm not against any of that. But we expect doctors to do something they're not qualified to do. Okay? Help heal us spiritually rooted. These spiritually rooted diseases, doctors can't heal that. They ain't in the five-fold ministry. They can't do it. You got to be born again. You got to be saved. I mean, unless you got a Christian doctor, but uh, you got to be saved. So doctors can't heal a, a spiritually rooted problem like pride. Amen? They give you some medication, but that don't take pride away. So doctors can't do, thank y'all, hashtag listen. They can't heal us of spiritually rooted diseases. They're not qualified because they're not saved. They're not bored again. And here's where the church has failed. The church has denied its role in the healing process, in the healing of disease. Not my church, not some churches, but most churches like the church, capital C. The church has denied its role in the healing of disease. It has asked doctors to become spiritual healers. That's what the church has done, go to the doctor. But they're not qualified to do it. It's just the truth, y'all. They're not listed in the five-fold ministry and the giftings in Ephesians 4. Your doctor ain't Ephesians 4, five-fold ministry kind of person. I'm not against them, okay? But they're not qualified to heal you of a spiritual root that's causing some of your sickness and disease. It's been ordained by God for the church to do that. It's been ordained by the body of Christ to do that. 1 Corinthians 12, read that today as your homework assignment. 1 Corinthians 12, put that in the um, thing, 1 Corinthians 12, so people can go, scroll back up. Read 1 Corinthians 12 today. Not right now, because I'm teaching you. But doctors have their place, but in the area of spiritually rooted disease, they're not going to be able to bring forth healing to you. It's true. The best that they have to offer is disease management. They'll help you manage your disease, but they can't help you get rid of it. And I don't have a problem with you going to the doctor and get checked out and get the diagnosis and believe God for a creative miracle or know what it is you need to believe God for. I'm fine with that. I ain't all Amish and everything. I think it's Amish. Whoever it is that don't believe in going to the doctors. All right, I'm for you to get a diagnosis. I don't, I don't be jumping in people's lives like that. But, but sometimes your faith isn't there 
and you need to go to the doctor. Okay, sometimes your faith isn't as high as it needs to be. Faith comes by hearing the word. So if you haven't been listening to the word a, a lot, you're not going to have much faith. You need to go to the doctor. Okay? What we need are doctors who understand the spiritual root of problems is what need, that'll work with you and, and the church will help you to heal your disease. That's true, Justin. We go to the doctor and laugh when they say, now quit eating fried food. And you're like, no, I wanted you to just give me a pill or a shot so I can eat fried food. You see, as people want to do it on their own terms. It's true. So the point I'm making, though, is people are looking to man. They're looking to doctors for the healing before seeking God. I'm okay with going to the doctor, but you better have prayed about that uh, migraine prayed about your blood pressure to come down, prayed about your heart to stop racing. You better have went to God first, seek God first. And then if it doesn't happen, your faith isn't where it needs to be and it's not happening, absolutely go to the doctor. That's fine till your faith gets there. But without giving consideration to the spiritual dynamics behind the curse of disease is a block to your healing. You got to figure out what is the root of what I'm going through, right? What is the root problem of my sciatic nerve pain? That uh, disease. What's the root problem? And then go to the root. I know sciatic nerve pain has been proven uh, it, uh, ways on unforgiveness. I've, I experienced it myself. And I'm telling you, the moment I was delivered from unforgiveness, my sciatic nerve issue went away forever. Forever. It's been years. And I had it for years. I didn't go to the chiropractor, I didn't go to the doctor, I didn't get medication. I just realized that the spiritual root problem of sciatica was unforgiveness. So I got rid of that. I got a deliverance session and I got delivered of unforgiveness. I didn't even really remember that I was still harboring unforgiveness to a certain person. Amen. So it was blocking my healing. I can go to the chiropractor all day long. I'm not against them. I go, I go to them. I have a great chiropractor. You want to know my great chiropractor, Dr. Jason. Uh, he's a great chiropractor. So if you need to go to the chiropractor and get alignment, absolutely go to the chiropractor. Right? But, uh, but, but Dr. Jason, which, by the way, welcome, Melissa, because I know you're watching. Uh, but, but listen, he can't get to the root of my sciatic problem, which was unforgiveness. He can crack me seven ways to Sunday, but if he doesn't ever talk to me about unforgiveness, then I'm going to keep the problem. It's proven. Lots of, lots of sickness and disease is related to spiritual things. That's why I'm even teaching y'all spiritual blocks to healing. I look like, I'm looking at myself on the TV now, and I, I look like a deer in, deer in the headlights. I need to smile more. I need a little sticky note that says smile more. Jeremiah 17, here, I'll prove it to you. Cursed is the one who trusts in man. Y'all know what that means? Do I, need to, what, do I need the dictionary cursed? It's not fun. It's not fun to be cursed. Just saying. If you put your trust in man, that means doctors. If you put your trust in doctors, because they practice in medicine anyway. We all know they just practicing. It's called practicing medicine. They just practicing on you. So cursed is a man that puts their trust in God. I mean, in man. Cursed is a man that puts his trust in man who draws strength from their flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. You're cursed if you do any of these three things. 
So I'm trying to help you today. Pay attention. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in a parched place in a desert in a salt land where no one lives. That's a miserable feeling, just saying. A miserable place to be. You ever been to Arizona or Florida Panhandle? You know how hot. It's like a desert place in there. But thank God for verse 7. But blessed is the one. Somebody hashtag blessed. She says, so how can you tell the difference? Okay, Kathy, how can you tell the difference between... Give me more information. Because I missed that three minutes ago. Write me out more information. I'll answer that question. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? It says, verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart and he examines the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to their deeds, what they do, being a doer of the word, working it out, according to what their deeds deserve. One of the great blocks to healing from God is to look to man to be your source. I'm not looking for man. You don't look to me to be your source. It's okay to get me to pray for you. Yes, I can lay hands and have you delivered from a spiritual root of something. But I'm not your source. Man is not your source. The doctor is not your source. It's not okay. I'm the road sign on the highway, if you will. You ride down the highway, I'm the road sign that's pointing out the way you should go. Right? Don't look to me because if you look to me, you need to understand that I'm looking to somebody else. I'm looking to my boss. I'm looking to Jesus, the one that sent me. That's important, right? Second Chronicles 16, listen to this. This is a story of Asa. Very clearly it says that he died. And one of the reasons he died is because he didn't seek the Lord first. Come on, y'all. Not only in war, but in his personal life when God had already proven himself to be on his side in previous wars, y'all. God proved himself. He already had the sign and the miracle. But he didn't seek it. His heart had hardened. And in his darkness and disease, he died. It was unto death. His disease was unto death. He sought first, not the Lord, but to physicians. Booyah! There it is right there. He, he didn't seek the Lord for his healing. He sought out doctors and put his trust in doctors. So let me say this again. I'm not against doctors. I don't have a problem with you getting a diagnosis. I don't have a problem with you getting a checkup from the neck up. Amen. I don't have a problem with you going and, and checking out your life. That's fine. But take the time to seek the Lord first. Take the time to ask the Lord, is there a spiritual problem blocking my healing Reveal it to me. What could it be? Get counsel from someone, from your pastor. It's fine. Get counsel. That's fine. But take time to go to the Lord, okay? Sometimes our diseases are unto death, same as Asa. The Bible said his disease was unto death. And here's why. Because he didn't seek the Lord first. So sometimes your disease is going to end in death. 
And that's a hard word. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm just a messenger. Don't be shooting me. Hey, Natasha, good morning. Die to self. Amen. Amen. Call no man. This is so good. It's true. The church has failed in its mission at this level to represent God. Right? The people have nowhere to turn except to man. We've fallen. The church has fallen. People got no choice but to go to the doctor because they might call up their pastor and he say, well, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. It's going to the hospital, but I'm going to put you on a prayer chain. Matter of fact, I'm going to call it a prayer chain. We're praying for you. That ain't good enough. Somebody better tell me what my root problem is. I might die at the hospital. If it's a hospital in Rockford, you probably will. <laughs> Just kidding. Century. I meant century. If it's a hospital in Century, you definitely done it. Uh, but, but the people have nowhere to turn except to man. It's the church's fault. Are we taking responsibility? I mean, many churches teach their people to believe in God, but they don't understand disease and the cause for it, which is spiritually rooted in 80% of cases, in 80% of problems. It is spiritually rooted. And the church has no idea how to handle it. They have no idea. If you went to your church right now and said, pray for me, I have um, cancer, I have diabetes, I have high blood pressure, like whatever disease, heart disease, the church like, yes, I'm going to call up the prayer chain right now. I'm going to call Sharon up and get her started on praying. They have no idea what they should do. I'm telling the truth. Y'all ain't acting like I'm telling the truth, but I'm telling the truth. So it's hard word. I get it. And um, I'm going to stop because I got number 10. I would, I'm going to do uh, number 10. It's kind of long. So I'll do number 10, 11, 12 next week. So you, you still got part four. We got part five next week. But somebody throw, did Kathy ever a ask me what her question was? So how do you know the difference? If y'all throw your birthday in, I'll read your Coffee with Kathy devotional journal birthday. No, she didn't. Okay, that's fine. But listen, we covered quite a few. We covered, we covered lots of, this is going to be so good. I'm giving you 33 spiritual blocks to healing, whether it's your healing or a specific thing you have or a friend or somebody you know has, whatever, that's fine. But I believe that spiritual blocks to healing, those 33 spiritual blocks occur in 80% of sickness, disease, um, illness, whatever word you want to call. Oh, Carrie, you got a birthday coming up. I forgot. Carrie's got a birthday on June 14th. Don't worry. I'm going to get you a present. I'm going to get you a prize. Ha. Huh. Okay, Carrie, regardless of what comes against me, Boy, if this wasn't for you, I don't know what was. This is what you're going through right now. My eyes stay on God. God's got me. He always makes a way in the wilderness and supplies every need. And it's from Genesis 41, 52. God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Ain't that true? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Your word for your birthday date, Carrie, is going to be fruitful. Word of the day, fruitful. Amen. Oh, it's okay, Kathy. I'm, I'm still waiting on you if you got time. So many people talking to me today. Tell them, listen, we got to get the gift to shut up. Y'all got to tell your boss to shut up. You got to tell all your coworkers to shut up. I'm in coffee with Kathy, and I ain't got time to be talking to y'all. <laughs> you got to get this shut up. Uh, Sarah, just so you know, don't you ever try that. <laughs> Sarah be like, I got to get to shut up. Mama, shut up. <laughs> I don't think you've ever told me to shut up in my lifetime. In your lifetime, have you? It's why you're still alive. I was just going to say, you've never told me to shut up in 24 years of living. And you're still alive. So 
You should write a book on that. You should do a Bible study on how not to die prematurely. <laughs> okay, the difference between spiritual or not. Okay, yeah, because 80, I, I see now, Kathy. 80, if, right, if it's a car accident, it's not. That's exactly right. You know, mainly just see, search it out. You know, if, if you get a diagnosis, if you have something going on in your body and you're seeking God first, God is going to reveal if there's a spiritual block that's happening. Amen. God will reveal its, its anger issues. It's um, frustration. It's a spirit of pride. It's a spirit of stubbornness. You know, so God will reveal when you seek him first and maybe seek counsel from deliverance people or healing people or, or, uh, you know, your pastor, um, it's okay to sit down with them and say, you know, um, is there anything that I'm struggling with spiritually that might be causing this and then get delivered of it just in case it is. And if once you're delivered of pride, Somebody lays the hands on you or prays with you or you ask God to take pride from you or whatever it is you need to do, then once pride is gone, your symptoms should go too. Your healing should manifest. Amen. So it's really you seeking out, is this a spiritual block or is this just because um, of the curse that's in the land, which is Adam and Eve's problem, not mine. You could talk to them about it. But yes, if you know, if I... Um, most of the time I have a scale of one to 10 before I will go to the hospital and it has to be at least an eight or a nine before I will go to the hospital. So, um, you know, if, if I hurt myself, if, if I broke, my, fell and broke my leg or, or twisted my ankle, I don't just run off to the emergency room and get the crutches and the thing, right? Yes, I put ice on it. Yes, I do all the home remedies I know to do, but not before Father in the name of Jesus. I thank you that my twisted ankle or my broke bone go, you know, I'm giving God an opportunity. I'm going to him first. And even if I'm in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, I'm speaking to that broken bone or that twisted ankle. Put all the uh, uh, frozen peas on it. You want to, fine. Take all the ibuprofen you want to, fine. But I'm seeking God first. Before I get the peas and the ibuprofen, I'm laying hands on my ankle and I'm seeking out God. But that's not something I would say there was a spiritual block to a twisted ankle or, or a broken bone. Unless it's a spirit of dumb. Because I have had many twisted ankles and I could spiritually say I had a spirit of dumb. Like I fell going up the stairs. That's dumb. Right? Going down the stairs is just life. But if you fall going up the stairs, that's just dumb. Amen? So there's those kind of things. That, but it, what's the harm in trying to find if there's a spiritual block or not? What's the harm in trying to figure out, do I have unforgiveness, which is causing this nerve pain and, and nerve issues and, and all of this kind of stuff? Do I have trauma from my past? Do I have generational curses? You know, a good point of, uh, is high blood pressure is a generational thing. It can run in a family. Let's say diabetes runs in a family. Let's say anything that runs in your family is a generational sin. So you got to rebuke it. You got to block it. You got to say from, from now on, me and my family will, will do not participate in high blood pressure. We do not participate in diabetes. We do not participate in um, those kind, whatever it is that's generational. You can cut the thing off, cut the root out. And, and you got to be careful with your mouth that you don't say, well, well, my mom had high blood pressure and so my kids will probably have blood. You know, you got to watch the confession of your mouth. 
You have to say, no, my mom had high blood pressure, but as for me and my house, we serve in the Lord, it will not touch us. So your confession is huge when it comes to generational things that need to be broken off of your family. And if you don't, if you're not sure, then just say not, you know, your prayer is father, not one thing passes down to me. Not one thing passes down to my children. And you pray and confess that uh, that's your confession. That's the way you pray. And when you go to the doctor and they say, okay, your family history, you know, does your, does your mom have glaucoma? I don't, I don't participate in that. I'm like, N-A, no, N-A, no, 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 no. None of that. I don't even confess that on a piece of paper. And, and my family, probably because I do that, my mom and dad are extremely active and healthy. And I think my mom's like 94 or something. And my dad's like 60. I don't know. But, hey, Rob. Hey, my kid. What's up? Nobody runs in your family. This is true, Rob. Nobody runs in my family. I don't be doing no running. You is right, Rob. We don't run. But nothing runs in my family is a good confession, including me. <laughs> That's so good, Rob. Nobody runs in my family. <laughs> You're right. So you got to get your confession right. And so that's why I do believe that probably more than 80% of sickness, disease, and illness is spiritually rooted. There's a spiritual problem going on. So live your life holy, amen? Live your life clean, holy. Do that thing. Stay, stay grounded. Stay right. Seek out wisdom and counsel from deliverance people. I mean, I, I actually have a book that um, I can go to that uh, tells you spiritual root. You can actually just Google spiritual root problem for um, migraines, spiritual root problem for back pain. I mean, figure it, you know, do the research of it. Try to do a little research, Kathy, is my um, answer to you or search things out from people. Okay. Anybody have a birthday today? If you have a birthday today, it's June 10th. So if you have a birthday, I'm going to send you a signed copy of my Coffee with Kathy devotional journal. I hope you guys are writing in your journal every day. If you're not, I mean, send me a picture, a snapshot of your uh, page, a page in your journal where you're journaling and and I'll be sure to pray for you and fun stuff like that. But if not, today's the day to start. What I love about this journal is you don't have to wait until January 1st to start. You just pick up today, right? 2021, start journaling. Amen. And uh, start today as your whole year. But And you can actually, the Bible reading for a year, you could just start today. Today was... Um, first Kings, Acts, Psalms, Proverbs. We give you a New Testament, Old Testament, a Psalm and a Proverb to read every day. So you're going to get good quality uh, Bible scripture going in every day. And you could just pick up where we are and read through it. You don't got to go start at the beginning. Now just pick up. You may not understand what, what's going on in the story, but just keep reading. Eventually next year, you'll get back around to the beginning of the story. But uh, so it doesn't matter. Just get to reading. Amen. So uh, but you can hashtag donate. We love our partners. We're so thankful to you guys partner with us to reach souls. Hashtag donate or go to coffeewithkathy.com and give. Uh, every time you give, it helps me to give away books to people who really super need a book. It helps us to feed 100 hungry kids every single day, which this ministry does, partnered with our other great ministry. Um, MJV Ministries, uh, free plug. Uh, they go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So if you're interested in that, we have podcasts. There's never a time, there really almost never a day that you can't get 
some good preaching in your life. They do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I do Thursday. It's only just Tuesday, and you could make that a podcast day because all of us have podcasts where you could go and listen to uh, preaching. We got a YouTube channel, uh, uh, Riverside Assembly of God Church. You can hear past preaching messages that we've done. I mean, listen, y'all, there's always time. You own your phone anyway. You're scrolling on your phone anyway. Have some word and some preaching going in instead and, and get to the root of all of these uh, issues. If you'd like to give, comment, hashtag donate, followed by any amount, or you can go to riversiderockford.com slash give. Sorry, I told y'all coffee with Kathy, but you give there too. We got swag. I mean, Sarah can make me some of these shirts and put up there and y'all can buy these shirts, Jesus people. Is that trademark? If not, we'd go Jesus peeps because <laughs> that's my saying. Jesus peeps. Amen. Well, I love y'all. Listen, share the broadcast. It's not too late, even though it's over. Just hit the share button. Share it to your wall. Somebody's liable to watch it and get saved. And then you get that counted toward your reward in heaven because you're going to take souls with you. Somebody's liable to get saved because they're going to watch this broadcast. They're going to get all the way into the end. And then I'm going to have them pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Just repeat that prayer, amen? I thank you that you died for me. I'm aware that you died for me. You rose and went to heaven and you're coming again for me. I recognize that. I make you Lord and Savior of my life in Jesus' name. And then they're going to message you and tell you they watched it and they got saved at the end because we threw in the sinner's prayer. And so I, as a minister of the gospel, I tell you, your sins are forgiven. You prayed that prayer, your sins are forgiven, and you move forward in Jesus' name. Run to God and not from him. Amen. And if you get a hold of any of all of us, we'll send you some free uh, literature, free information, any kind of stuff. Uh, yes, sir, get on that. She wants that Jesus people shirt. Ah, I'm going to buy her one for her birthday. Amen. Because, listen, it is my sister's birthday on June 14th, in case y'all wanted to put that in your calendar. I mean, she's going to be like 58, so calm down, people. I mean, she'd never seen 58 before, but she looks, really looks good for 58, honestly. So she's so much older than me because I'm just like, what am I, 40? I can't remember. I'm 40 or 40. I'm somewhere in my 40s. I don't know, but I look really good to be 40. But, okay, Tammy wants one, too. <laughs> A to the man. Well, listen, it's been Coffee with Kathy. We, got, we, we plunder in hell and populate in heaven in Jesus' name. And I love all y'all. Share the video. Oh, Tammy. Oh, yeah, okay, I got you. I thought that's my other, my cousin, Tammy. That's another Tammy. Uh, but yes, Tammy, I'm, we'll see about getting you on coffeewithkathy.com. Keep watching it. She's liable to have all kind of new swag shirts on there for you to be able to buy one, coffeewithkathy.com. Thanks for sharing the broadcast. I, I actually hit 4,000 friends on Facebook, and I, I'm really trying to get to 5,000 friends where I get cut off and you have to be like a membership to be my friend. So, because ain't that right? If you get to 5,000, you can't get any more. Yeah, so see, if I get to 5,000, I can't get any more friends. And we all know we don't need no more friends. Amen. Um, but then I can just start charging a membership. So if somebody like messages me and said, man, I really want to be your Facebook friend, but you're already at 5,000, I could say for one easy payment of $299, I'll delete somebody and make you my friend. So if y'all could all share the broadcast, that'd be great because then I'm going to get more friends. <laughs> I ain't got a lick of sense. But anyway, if it's your birthday, type in there today, it's my birthday, and I'll send you 
Coffee with Kathy swag. I love all y'all. Go make it a coffee drinking kind of day.